What is up, y'all? We're back with the In Essence Pod. How's it going? So, we are. We t- first of all, I just want to address. Yes, we took a week off. We really needed that week to just regroup, um, discuss uh, some various like podcast topics, and it was honestly just a really busy week. We we had. We're still rolling out, or we were rolling out the wedding invitations. So that took up a lot of our our like free time that we would have devoted. So. Forgive us for taking a week off and regrouping, but we are back. Yes, we'll and it allowed us to get like a little bit ahead too. So yeah. we were able to, um, obviously the podcast episode we recorded last week, instead of dropping it that week, now we're going to drop this. We're going to drop it this week. And this one will be, anyways, we're going to be ahead. So that's kind of. Yeah, because we're, we're pretty much two weeks ahead. So you're hearing, it, hearing this now. It's like, we're just ahead. So. We're in the future. Yeah. We're pretty much talking to y'all from the future. (laughs) I guess at the time of listening, it'd be the past. Who cares? All right. We're just, just know that we're, we're good. We're solid. Mm -hmm. And so we were having a conversation on our way to the gym. It's like, hey, what are we going to talk about? And we stumbled across this topic of romanticizing your nine to five. Mm. And so what do I mean by that? So Oftentimes on social media, it's easy to kind of fall into the allure that what it is that we do, you know, I guess if you're not in a traditionally creative industry or field, it's very hard to be creative in that field, especially like on a day to day basis. Mm -hmm. But once you get home, it's like, okay, I want to release this, create all this creative uh, energy that I have like pent up from the day. And so we typically find ourselves, you know, having like hobbies or, Mm -hmm. you know, passion projects or side hustles, side gigs um, that we ultimately hope, uh, I guess for most people, would want to replace or maybe supplement some income from their day job. But at least, and I'll speak from my perspective, Mm -hmm. a lot of the drive for that was because there was a lack of, um, for lack of a better word, romance in my career Mm. like it just wasn't super sexy it's not when you think about civil engineering it's not traditionally super sexy but there are pockets of like information and pockets of you know little things that Mm -hmm. have slowly drawn me back into like why is it that I actually do like civil engineering Mm. Um, and for anyone out there um, applying that you know could also kind of help um, just reflecting and thinking, dang, like where are the areas that I like really, really love what it is that I do um, and finding romance and creativity in it. Yeah. And I think foundationally kind of going back to the reasons as to why you chose a specific career, I think in the space of being naive and being young, we choose careers out of the mere fact that we want to impact or like we want purpose, right? Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of that becomes clouded or, you know, those things kind of fade after some time. After after it gets difficult, you start to become a little bit jaded about, you know, your your purpose and your impact and things yeah. like that. Like those things kind of fall to the wayside and you start to feel a little bit complacent in your work and your day to and and it's just kind of mind- mundane like yeah, doing the same thing mundane. over and over again um but like you said 
you know, I think in college, like choosing engineering was something that could be considered sexy. Like, ooh, like you know, straight out of straight out of school, like you're gonna be hired, kind of yeah. thing. Like that's actually like a great career choice. Mm-hmm. Um, but as you adult and you kind of see different people's lifestyles, it's just not something that people are running towards, I guess. It doesn't yeah, seem like it's 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 just like that exactly. And mm-hmm. there are, you know, fields and careers out there that traditionally are more creative like marketing and like Mm -hmm. uh i guess like the ad industry like if you if you work in like brand strategy uh brand strategists Mm -hmm. and stuff like that but i think it's easy to kind of you know go on social media and the people who are making some level of like a an influence circling their nine to five it's I'm seeing a lot of like job recruiters, you know, people who um, do things in the marketing space as well that are kind of, you know, creating this platform on social media that centers around what it is they do on a nine to five. And I think that's kind of what I was getting at with this entire thing is where is it that you can find that, you know, level of love and creativity to kind of showcase it and quote unquote market it to the general population of people who might not realize Mm -hmm. the benefit of what it is that you do. Right. Right. I think that's really important because I think a lot of crucial careers are becoming less, less and less popular. Yeah. And you honestly, I was shocked by the amount of like education graduates that I saw at UCF when I graduated because I was in sport and exercise science and it was, yeah, I think it was merged with It's the education. same college. Yeah, it's the yeah. same college at UCF. So it was insane how many people were like trying to become teachers because mm-hmm. in my mind, I'm like, man, it's like a dying profession because they're underpaid, they're undervalued. Mm-hmm. For and sure. I mean, I'm just saying that from like seeing my mom and her career mm-hmm. as a as a teacher. So it was just interesting to see like, okay, this is good. Like, Like teaching actually isn't, you know, a dying profession, but I just think that that's going to become more common to see now where it's like everybody's kind of migrating towards certain careers because those are the things being showcased a lot more. Yeah. On on social media. And And just in general, like, like even the whole, um, how many people left their jobs to become software developers developers and just like what, like just last year, and then you see like the overabundance and like of of software developers and now yeah. there's no space for them. Too much demand in the Too market. And now we're hearing about a lot of like layoffs, even though that really it applies to many careers. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We, it's just a down market. But you can see how social media does play a huge impact on what it is that, you know, you see mm-hmm. and what it is that you might want for yourself as mm-hmm. a career. Um, because you're not feeling 100% fulfilled or satisfied in it. Whereas maybe there is some room or some pocket that you can find that, you know, love in it or whatever. I guess for me, COVID really accelerated Mm -hmm. that because even to this day, there's still conversations of civil engineers need to be in the office. But when you take a poll, like across the industry, like most civil engineers want to like continue to work remote. Yeah. And there's a benefit in it and 
especially because we're, you know, billable and like time you're spent driving or commuting to work, you're not billable. So there's, it works in the favor of a a company that wants to prioritize that, whether it's hybrid or full-time remote, but Mm -hmm. just that alone kind of helped, you know, it, it helped be like, oh, wow. Okay. Now that I can, you know, regain some control of my time, there's more thought to put towards okay where is it that I can continue to fall more in love with this career because for a while it was it was very like stagnant in terms of okay I'm not really fully there and I can only imagine how that differs across other you know career paths because again for something that I do I can work remote like I'm on a computer majority of the day like as long as I got good internet and everything I'm good right which Honestly, in in your defense, I feel like it's easy. It's easy to romanticize a career that you're able to like work from home mm-hmm. just because you feel like you have a little bit more autonomy, like you're able to kind of maybe take care of other things throughout the day that, you know, you're able to you you wouldn't be able to do at a regular nine to five that you have to commute to and report to. So I guess how would you tell someone that they're able to romanticize a nine to five that like you can't be remote. Yeah. You know, like that's kind of tough. Like that's me. So what would you tell me? I think number one would be obviously really sharpening your skills. Mm -hmm. So you have a greater understanding why those skills are important for your career. And then really, really doing that, focusing, putting a lot of energy there to the point where you could possibly explain this to someone Mm -hmm. and have them get it. Like someone who is not even anywhere near your industry. Like we have conversations all the time about exercise science. And I mean, I have no formal education in it other than having a a general interest. There's, there are things that I learned from you that I'm like, Oh wow. I would have never known this. Mm -hmm. And you having a certain level of, understanding and knowledge to then be able to explain it helps you know because that can pivot you into like the next domain which would be if you ever wanted to teach or Mm -hmm. serve as some level of instructor I think that would really help because that gives you the opportunity to be of service to others and oftentimes so like oftentimes that could be just what we're missing you know, mm-hmm. some level of like service, you know, whether that's volunteering mm-hmm. or if you do want to, you know, go the route of like monetizing and doing a course for, right. you know, because that that knowledge is also very, very helpful to anyone who's willing to like accept it. Yeah, I do feel like the whole teaching thing is a bit more unorthodox now because people are kind of just going online and teaching. You know what I mean? What like, do you mean? Like you can follow day in the life of a civil engineer or you can follow day in the life of a software developer or day in the life of a physical therapist. Like everyone's kind of sharing their side of what it is that their day-to-day looks like. And it's almost like a form of education or even just like in my field with physical therapy, I feel like a lot of people would just go online and kind of talk about different concepts of like, therapy and Mm -hmm. rehab and things and like 
you're you're kind of it's just like this abundance of information but i think it's still it's still all dependent on the thing like your exposure you know like i don't get to see a day in the life of i don't know a ballerina or something because like i'm not there's no reason why i would go looking for that unless i wanted to do that yeah so yeah i just it's interesting to see like how like you said like becoming an expert and and kind of like turning that into um a way to educate and spread information on what it is you do on a daily basis can help you to like romanticize it a bit more yeah because you kind of realize what it is that you're doing is unique because most of the time like everyone will have their own experiences in or out of that profession so yeah and not only that but like besides the whole teaching thing Mm -hmm. you get to see the impact of what you do if it's not instant like in civil engineering it's not there's no level of like instant gratification like if you really need that Mm -hmm. then it's not the best profession to get that because you'll work on a project that substantial completion could be like two years from like today's date, Mm -hmm. you know? So all the work that you're doing, you know, it could be shelved. You could do designs that ultimately at like the 90% get shelved for whatever reason, lack of funding over budget, anything, the client's just not satisfied and maybe wants to go with a different consultant. Like there's so many different, ways that a project can just get you know just put on you know pause or get cut off so i think trying to find a way in which you can get that because it's like a spark you know so teaching or you know maybe educating like doing some type of workshop on your own or maybe with partnered with a nonprofit that's like adjacent to what it is that you do that could give you that like little boost or instant gratification that you might need but what would you say if someone wants to be able to romanticize their career but doesn't have time to maybe do things outside of that nine to five period Mm -hmm. like they're commuting they're going to work they're coming home and then they have like you know kids or other things that they need to tend to outside of that like how would somebody in a regular nine to five be able to romanticize what it is they do without expanding into like different things you know what i mean mm. i like mean in that period of nine to five like oh you're talking about like during their actual hours well yeah I well, mean, I don't, because <laughs> like that's kind of tough I, that's, mean. I feel like that's majority of <laughs> america like it's hard to tell somebody to like romanticize their career when you know they have those eight hours to give to it and outside of that they don't really have time to be like oh i'm gonna like go like educate or I'm going to go do something else because they have a whole nother life. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I guess maybe it's not clear. I'm not like telling people to romanticize their jobs or their careers. I'm just suggesting that it might help if they're in a career that they initially chose that they really love and they're struggling with. No, yeah, I get you, but it's like it would help, but like, I mean, like tips, like, you know what I mean? 
Yeah, I mean that's tough, right? Mm. You're if you if your schedule's just booked and busy, your schedule's booked and busy, and you want to be mindful of it, you know, before just taking on more things. As of right now, it seems as though the only outlet is social media. You know, whether you're looking to build a platform, so on, or an audience, I guess I should say on like Twitter or LinkedIn, starting to become super popular. Instagram or even like YouTube, like YouTube, you can cast a really wide net on YouTube. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't mention TikTok. I don't, I don't have a TikTok, so I don't really know what it, what goes on there. But um, I'm assuming it's something like YouTube Shorts and Reels. So anyone you want to pick, if you have the time to devote, I guess that would be the first and typical avenue in which you would go. But if you just don't have the time, then you just don't have the time. I mean, you could try to make time. Maybe that's more of, maybe that's where more focus would go, you know, in terms of you might get that love again. Maybe you're just like burnt out and you just got so much going on, like with life, like you got to do with kids, you got to cook, you got to clean, you got to do all these different things. And, you know, work is on top of that. There's stress from work. So, you know, maybe that's just might be the thing that's causing you to not really love what it is that you do because any added stress is gonna take away from like every other thing mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's true um i'm surprised you didn't mention like quitting one at one place and maybe starting at a new place but like oh, the same damn, career I didn't even think about that it's kind of no that definitely that definitely helps i think the environment is important too i mean yeah. Every environment that you work in, unless it's just completely toxic, mm-hmm. there's always going to be pros and cons. And there's benefits that you place value to, and you might get that depending on the certain work environment that you that mm-hmm. you uh, you show up to. So, for instance, maybe you're in a maybe you're at a company that like diversity isn't a priority, you know, and you feel as though you're not getting what it is that you would want to get or you're not seeing the things that you would want to see. Um, maybe going to a, like maybe going somewhere or like looking for it, like finding, you know, or working somewhere that really places emphasis on like diversity right. or maybe flexibility in terms of time. Like mm-hmm. some employers don't care if you work from home. Some of them want you in the office like every single day. Like, and just, with everything that we have going on and the demand that everyone is experiencing in their jobs, you might be able to find an employer that's like, oh, no, I get it. I got three kids too. like work from yeah. home. You got yeah. things to handle. Like as long as you're being honest with your work hours and you're getting everything you need to get done and you're delivering, like don't care what you do. Right. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. yes, that is. A great one. I don't know why that one didn't really come to mind, but um, I wholeheartedly agree with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I think seeing your career as kind of a, like a roadmap, right? Like when you have a destination and you put it in like Apple Maps or Google Maps, whatever your preference is. Apple Maps all day, baby. I don't know about it. Um, but like usually it gives you like two to three routes that you can take yeah. to get to the same destination, right? Like at the end of the day, like you don't have to take the same route in a career that you see like everybody else taking. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. 
for example, for me, like physical therapy, when you're graduating out of like PT school, it's like most of the time you kind of just go into like a regular nine to five, whether it's at a hospital, at an outpatient ortho clinic, neuro, whatever, whatever. But there's so many different options that you can actually take. Like, for example, something I recently learned about was like consulting. Like I didn't even know what a consultant a consultant was a healthcare consultant like a healthcare consultant yeah, yeah. like to me I, that's not something that i even heard about in in college or in pt school so it's i feel it's like it's really important to navigate um or like just explore the different options that people with your degree or with your expertise take and make careers out of them, you know? And sometimes Mm -hmm. you only need a few skill set to like even completely switch career trajectory and be able to try something completely new, Mm -hmm. you know? So I think if you are finding yourself in a position where you're just like very uninterested or you're having a really hard time romanticizing like your day to day, your life, like your career life. And, and it, and it comes home with you. Cause I know how that feels where you're just like, bro, yeah. I can't do this. Document, <laughs> like documentation, like, like the like documentation. Hours. You're just like, this is not it. Like being a travel physical therapist, I've been able to see how important it is to like change directions and be like, let me try something completely new. Like when I started this new job, I have no experience in acute care and like COVID and like all these mm. things. Like I, I had no idea what I was walking into. Right. But I think sometimes you just have to go for it and find yourself in new spaces and, and take things from, from your different experiences. Like even from your last job, there were things that you probably liked and didn't like. And so as you leave one place and like you go into the next, you're able to kind of take like certain things away from that. Mm-hmm. And realize like, you know, with this new job, maybe they didn't, maybe your new job even is lacking some of the things that you liked in your last job. Mm -hmm. But hopefully it's a trade-off that you prefer. And like this new job is offering things that are more aligned with what it is you're looking for in a career. So just not being afraid to pivot and maybe change directions when needed or take breaks when needed. Um, I think that's really important that mindset switch of like, you're not stuck, you know? Yeah. I mean, financially, I think a lot of the time people will feel trapped or stuck because they're like, I need this job to be able to fund blank, blank and blank or like, which actually most likely is the reality of it. Right. I think it is financially just burdening to even think about making a, a change. But you really don't know what's out there. Like you really, if you're not looking and you're not constantly exploring like opportunities, Mm -hmm. you could be making a lot more in a completely different city even, you know, or a different, I don't know, just a different space. Like maybe you're valued more somewhere else. Mm -hmm. So your day to day could actually look a bit more like how you want it to look. And you might be even compensated more for your work and maybe it's even less work than what you were doing before. Like you just don't really know. Yeah. So I think it is important to always just keep like as bad as it sounds, like don't be checked out of your job, but like 
always like keep a little crack in the door for like what's out there. You know, I think a lot of traditional companies like just I think their foundation is to like keep their employees as long as possible and not really. I saw this post on Instagram. Did I show you the the post about the how much people make in New York? How much yeah, how much people were making in New York City. Yeah. And like that how that discussion is kind of like booming right now or people are actually discussing their salaries and whatever. Like Yeah. I feel like that's so cool cuz it allows you to kind of like get out of your comfort of it and be like, wait, you do that and and you make that much? Like I used to do that or I do that now and I don't make that much. Like, how do you do that? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and you you get a good reference on <laughs> what you should be asking for mm-hmm. in interviews and stuff. Yeah. Because they'll always hit you with a number and, you know, I'm sure they, they budgeted more for that position. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And it's just important to have like a vision of you and like you and whatever career it is that you are in or want to be in and continue, continue to like strive towards that, you know, cause you're mm-hmm. not, you're not really stuck yeah. whether or not you feel like you are, but and unless also, you like signed your life away, then I don't really know what to tell you, but <laughs> yeah, I guess, <laughs> <laughs> but there's also, um, also studying people with a similar background mm-hmm. and paying attention seeing their roadmap and how yeah. they got because there's some like orth- unorthodox like career paths that people take to get where they are with a background in something and you'll you'll think to yourself like how the heck did right. they get from how did you get- yeah like how did you study this and now you're chief i don't know financial officer chief security officer for some company and you're just like i don't really see the the correlation but you know it's like the degrees of separation Mm-hmm. That applies in in like careers as well. You know you what I mean? Like, that. so like the idea that we're, the the whole degree of separation, where um, I think for every for humans now, it's like six or seven degrees of separation, like between you and any other person on Earth. Like, there's six to seven. You can you can find some connection to someone anywhere in the world based on like seven degrees of separation. So like you know someone and that person knows someone and et cetera, et cetera. Oh, to you, you know, yeah. and in a career, like it could be the same exact way. So, mm. oh man, I want this one position that's all the way over there. Okay. And I'm over here. I'm sure there's some level of degree of separation that'll get you there yeah. in who knows how much time. So I'm, networking in a nutshell. Networking. Yeah. I mean, networking is adjacent to adjacent. that, but it'll it'll open up the doors. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. when you think about healthcare consulting, I don't know who thinks about healthcare consulting (laughs) when they think about going into healthcare. Usually Mm -hmm. it's, I want to be like someone working hands-on in healthcare, whether it's a doctor, physical therapist, nurse, et cetera, et cetera. Or even on the um, administration side where you want to be a CEO or a CFO or, you know, senior vice president at a hospital type of type of position. Mm-hmm. But the whole consulting thing, you don't really think how adjacent that is to, you know, your technical skill set and, and knowledge and, and everything. So it's like, wow, this type of position that might have normally been reserved for someone with a title like business analyst three or something, you know, 
actually is reserved for someone who has the title like physical therapist or nurse um um or i don't know uh, occupational therapist or whatever the case is because your potential clients are going to be people who need that knowledge base yeah. you know what i mean yeah yeah so there's you know again you might think wow i have to just be in the world of administering healthcare when really you could just be you know giving advice mm-hmm. you know it's true it's it's crazy that when you realize the amount of opportunity it's like having that abundance mindset around even your career that i think that is the foundation of romanticizing something is that realizing that there is like endless opportunity mm-hmm. and so it keeps you on your toes like yeah. you're constantly waking up excited that like you know, maybe I can climb in this career. Maybe mm-hmm. I can pivot and do this in the next like couple of years, or maybe I want to start my own business or like always being in that kind of mindset of like, you know, let me like stay uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And I think the comfort aspect of people when they find, when they find themselves like really comfortable in a career and, and not really like developing in any way and not, not really looking to even like make a pivot is when things get rough for people. It's just like, it's the same thing. Like your career is just a small portion of like, I mean, it's a large portion, but it it would be like looking at life that way. Like you're not going to look at your day-to-day life and just like never think of like, you know, what's next, you know what I mean? But a lot of people just get into careers and never like think like what's next for me. Yeah. And, and it might not be just like not thinking about it as like consciously, Mm -hmm. but it, it just might be more so this is giving me everything that it is that I need right now, you know, because we all make decisions based on our current needs Mm-hmm. And so when we get it, it's like, why? Well, I don't really need to go looking anywhere until that changes. You know, yeah. once it's not really giving you what it is that you need, that's when, oh, wow, I could be looking. But unless you're consciously trying to feed that, mm-hmm. then yes, you'll end you then you'll end up in that, you know, place of, you know, that like purgatory of like, oh, <laughs> I'm just here, you know, yeah. collecting my paycheck and not really like you're serving the job but the job's not really not serving, serving you yeah. and you don't that's not a, a great place to be in so yeah kind of going off what you just said if your job is if this isn't really like a thing for you i guess mm-hmm. like you're actually content in the things that you do it's almost like a form of gratitude that you would have to kind of practice to maintain that that feeling towards your career as well like you know whenever it is that you are working or whatever like you're kind of just appreciative of what it is that you do Mm -hmm. and like the little things that you get to do on a daily basis i think that's also really important if you're not looking to like make a change in your career just constantly like you know being grateful yeah in some form i agree and i mean lastly even too is change careers Mm -hmm. (laughs) at the end of the day i mean you're not really like as you said you're not really stuck in a situation hopefully you know financially maybe you might be tied it might make sense but sometimes it might just serve you more to you know pivot and completely change careers as a whole but this really applies to 
I guess, the percentage of people who just love what it is that they do, they do. you know, and I think this could also apply to people who might be struggling to find what it is about their particular career that they really enjoy. Right. Because again, it's there's so much opportunity out there and it's it's a very the net is being cast very wide. Mm-hmm. So it is possible to quote unquote get in where you fit in type of thing and just find what it is that you really love about the career. It might not be where you're at right now. Like whether that means like the company that you're working for or the job title that you hold and the roles and responsibilities that you are tasked with, but there might be something out there adjacent enough where you're you can really get that um that appreciation and and be very grateful for what it is that you do. Yeah. And I, I obviously like surrounding yourself with people that do what you do as well yeah. will also give you some insight or different perspectives of of your career um maybe even going on reddit i don't know how that goes yeah i follow the civil engineering subreddit and i mean they post they post really helpful stuff they ask really great questions in there and that's honestly helped me you know have a greater appreciation because i know i'm not alone and in some of the thoughts that i have or Mm -hmm. some of the pain points yeah (laughs) and you were saying the physical therapy one is like super positive yo yeah i was like surprised (laughs) I was ridiculously surprised because I took a look at the physical therapy one and even in their um, moderator like notes, because like the whoever is like a moderator of that particular subreddit, they'll have like rules and stuff for like posting. Oh, okay. And one of them is like, yeah, if you're not a physical therapist, don't post in here. Um, we only post stuff about, and they were very explicit. It was like, you know, research articles, conversations surrounding like getting better at your skills and this, this, that, and the third. Like, I don't even think I've seen a meme posted in there. Like people are, they were serious, like about how, you know, focused and like positive they want to keep their subreddit. You know what I mean? That yeah. that particular um, uh, subreddit. And I was just shocked. Mm-hmm. I mean- not really, though, because like a lot of physical therapists are like type A people. So at least what it yeah. seems like. Um, but it was cool, though, getting to see the the, the dynamic because in <laughs> mine, <laughs> people are just very, um, I'd say it's like a good 50% of people complaining. <laughs> and then, really? Yeah. Then like the, specifically civil or like all engineering? No, it's civil engineering. Oh, okay. I mean, civil is is a very wide Mm-hmm. you know, uh, subdiscipline of engineering as a whole, but particularly civil in like construction. It's mm-hmm. kind of like go hand in hand. I have kind of like a deep question for you. Go ahead. So if you could go like speak at like an elementary school and, you know, you were asked like, what do you do? And like, yeah. should I do that mm-hmm. too? Like, what would you say? How, what would I explain what I like what I do to people? No, not what do you do, but like if like a little boy was like, Oh, like, should I become a civil engineer? Like, do you recommend it kind of mm. thing? Like, would you recommend it? Yeah. Okay. I definitely would. I What would be like your top like two reasons to become a civil engineer? Since we're talking about romanticizing your careers. Yeah. And keep in mind, for people who know me, this has changed. This this mm. might be a new sentiment that they're hearing from me because before i was like 
I'd be cautious if you want to join yeah, in civil engineering. Like you're, if you're looking for something in particular, this might not be the field you're looking. Mm-hmm. You want to look for it in, but it's changed now. So I'd say the two things. Um, number one, there is. It is work that you can be proud of. Mm-hmm. So there is a sense of fulfillment if you value that. Mm-hmm. You know, like if you value wow, I'm a public servant, mm. you're going to get that in this job. Okay. Like that. Um, so that's good. It's a, it's a good uh, stroke to your ego, I guess, if that's a part of <laughs> <laughs> your ego. Um, and then number two, this one's tough, uh, number two, because there are like a lot of practical uh, reasons. But I guess I would say number two would be I don't want to say like stability or like safeness because there is a, mm. a sense of secure security. There's mm. a sense of there's a strong sense of security in like engineering, mm-hmm. but uh, I guess maybe not to the engineers who are engineers in the 08 crash. Forgive me for saying that, <laughs> but there is you know now more than ever a great sense of security in engineering. Mm. But I don't know if I want to say that as my number two reason. Um. Hmm. I guess I'll go with security. Okay. I think I like if you're fortunate enough to make it through engineering and nine times out of 10, you, you think like an engineer, Hmm. like you apply those same frameworks in your day to day life. And all you do is just look for efficiency. Like you just look for like Hmm. the easiest way, the most efficient way to do something. And I see that although you might not make an exuberant amount of money, you're very practical in what it is that you decide to do because you're aware that that's the case. So Mm -hmm. for instance, one of my previous coworkers, he actually ended up like getting this cabin out in like somewhere in the Midwest or something. Like he, and he's pretty much doing like a short-term rental Type of, type of thing with it and then one of uh, I regard him as like a, a mentor in engineering yeah he has like multiple properties and he's not he got he broke into the field pretty late he didn't go the traditional path he kind of stumbled across engineering later on mm. in his career and somehow was able to find a way and now he has multiple properties and he's kind of looking to, you know, have that as passive income and mm-hmm. then also have his work as his like uh, this technical expert in the field where he's like on staff for a company, but you really only call him when you need to ask him one or two questions. You can do that? Yeah. Like there, even at my last job, there was um, older engineers, like I'm talking late sixties, like, maybe even early 70s for one of them and granted like it's expensive to retain them but there's so much value in just having them on on staff because you can ask them anything and they'll nine times out of ten no like how do they get paid are they salaried yeah they're just based off like how many times you call no they're salaried i mean they would be salaried but just charging overhead the whole time so it it eats up a lot like in terms of company like you know money but hope hopefully if you're 
good at managing, you know, a company, then you account for things like that. But the security in that sense of if you're if you play the game right, yeah, you're able to, you know, let's say retire by like, I don't know, 40 or 45 and mm-hmm. you don't have to be someone who made. I don't know, a quarter million salary to do so. Right. It's possible, but <laughs> you might struggle, okay. but it's possible. What about like for that. you? Um, What would I like the two things? Yeah. I would mean? you recommend this career? And if so. I, I definitely would recommend this career. I think my answers are kind of similar to yours, actually. Like the whole public servant thing to expand on that. You're like face to face with the people that it is you're like serving as Mm, well. Yeah. You're very hands-on. You're very like in the mud, I guess. I don't know how to put that, but um, you can't really like, it's hard to be like one foot in, one foot out kind of thing because if you like people, Mm -hmm. at least if you like people, you don't have to love people, but if you like people like, there's going to be some emotional ties to like these people's stories and like, you know what I mean? Yeah. So you told me some interesting stories yeah. about your patients. Yeah. So you're just kind of like in it with them. Like it's, you kind of feel like you're taking on part of like their, their, their healing or their health or their struggles and their story. And you just like, remember just in healthcare in general, like you're always going to remember certain patients and like take things home with you, you know? So you're kind of like, you feel like you're really like impacting lives on a daily basis. Mm. Um, So that's one reason I would probably recommend it. And secondly, I think a big one is the ability to have different avenues that you can take within physical therapy. Mm. So not only are there so many scopes of practice, like different, um, Call it disciplines. Disciplines, yeah. Really? Different disciplines. Like, like, like so name a few. Yeah, like neuro, yeah. Um, ortho, yeah. acute, rehab, um, pediatrics. You know, there's this like endless. What about pel- is pel- pelvic, pelvic health? Pelvic yeah, health, that's yeah. a big one as well. So like if you can't find something in, in that sense that you're interested in, then you can always like go back to teaching or you can like open your own clinic or you can do research or you can, I don't know, like become a traveler and I don't know, Mm. something like that. So yeah, I just feel like there's a lot of different like options that you can take um, to try to make the career what it is that you want it to be. Yeah. So yeah, those would be my two things that I would recommend. I like that. And also just, and then on like a a good note, Mm -hmm. I'm glad to see that there's this reinforcement that having a traditional career or like a traditional nine to five, it's, it's a good thing. You know, it's not bad. I mean, like, yes, you're, you do exchange your time, but there is value in doing certain things and mm-hmm. it's not just for the sake of money. Right. And I, I will say that there's value in it if you place value to it, you know, some people don't care. Some people just, I, I don't know who would be okay with it, but it's hard for me to fathom that most people would, if 
offered a bunch of money still wouldn't find a way to like work or keep themselves busy. So I don't really think it's just the money, but I do think there's some level of exchanging your time for something that you value. Mm -hmm. And I do believe that there's a lot of value in serving or -hmm. being a public servant, whether that is through like volunteering or through your like traditional, you know, career. Yeah, Um, And for those who may not think that there's a way to serve, maybe there is with your like skill set and knowledge or um, it it all just depends on like the way in which you look at it, you know, Mm -hmm. but I'm just glad to see that or at least on my feed, I don't see it as much this over, you know, glorification of like being a boss and like the whole hustle culture thing and just Really, I mean, getting there is like fine, but it's also okay to just take it in stride. I mean, like you got time if you're in your like 20s, like you don't got to have mm-hmm. it figured out today. You know yeah. what I mean? But experience some things, you know, do some jobs, see what it is you like, don't like. That way, you know, okay, bam, like I'm willing to, you know, bet on black and do whatever it is that you got to do in this mm-hmm. whatever endeavor you're wishing to like go all in and and then hopefully reap the rewards yeah do not box yourself in yeah that is the takeaway yep. one of the many takeaways <laughs> yeah she she always puts it better than i do oh i'm just <laughs> thanks for tuning in y'all um yeah, hope you guys enjoy this conversation i feel like we're a little like ranting a little bit but yeah it was yeah and i'm sure the whole engineering talk might might uh if you if you stayed awake this entire <laughs> episode kudos to you I feel like we had our sleepy voices on, like yeah, the quiet <laughs> storm voices. <laughs> quiet storm. We did this after the gym, so it's. it's I know the gym. And we had, you know, Kava and Chipotle. So, well, not not. Well, I got Chipotle. She got Kava. I didn't want y'all to think it was just out both here. of them. Yeah, we got two bowls it. each. <laughs> no, I should have got a second bowl. But nah, um, yeah, we just appreciate y'all for tuning in and making it this far and everything. So. Yeah, if uh, you liked it, go ahead and uh, leave us a good review. Leave us a star. No, leave us five stars. Oh, yeah. Leave us five stars. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah, and uh, tune in. Tune in next Wednesday for uh, another great episode of the Innocence Pod. Yeah, we got some heat. Brad and Izzy. So, peace, y'all. Peace.